This year is brought to you by TorahWeb.org. Good evening, everybody. Good evening, everybody. Shalom Aleichem. Many communities by Ashkenazim have a minig that drink, starting from Shkodesh Elul till uh, the end of Sukkot. We recite at the end of Shachris and some at the end of Mincha Maru. We recite that Perik and Tilim, Hashem Mori Yishim Imi Ra, etc., and the commentaries quote the Medrash on that passage, Hashem Ori Barosh Hashanah, the Yishe Biyamakipurim. So Yishe Biyamakipurim is not that difficult to understand. If Yom Kippur is a Yom Achilos, Lich Kapara, that's quite a Yeshua. So that's, uh, that's what we would all like to attain, the Yeshua and Yom Kippur. But in what way is Rosh Hashanah Ori? What illumination do we have on Rosh Hashanah? So I'm not sure. I thought perhaps the Pshat was, the, our tradition has it, Hayom Harasoilom. The Gemara has that piyut. Hayom Harasoilom, uh, Rosh Hashanah. We say today is the birthday of the world. The world is created according to what it says in the Chumash and Sheshis, Mebreshis, and then Hakadosh Baruch arrested on Shabbos. So by our observance of Shabbos, we are testifying to the fact that we believe in the story of creation. And that's why the Gemara has a din in Chulan Dafei that Machal Shabbos prefers a dina kovid avodizara. Why kovid avodizara? Because the one who does not observe Shabbos, as if he's demonstrating he does not believe in the story of creation. The one who does observe Shabbos is kilu. He's made. He's testifying that he does believe in the story of creation. So that's Machal Shabbos prefers a kovid avodizara. So we believe that uh, Rosh Hashanah was the day on which Adam Rishon was created. That was the sixth day of creation. It wasn't the first day of creation. The first five days before Adam Rishon was on the scene were considered prehistoric. The Rabbani Shalom was there. There were Malachim there. Malachim were created before Adam. But before, uh, before mankind, everything is considered uh, prehistoric. So the first day of uh, world history was Yom HaShishi, when Adam Rishon was created. And according to the Gemara's tradition in Sanhedrin, the same day Adam Rishon was created, he was Nitztabab, Aitzav Hashem Avakim Adam, but his brother instructed him in several mitzvahs. And uh, on the same day he was instructed, he couldn't control his, um, his uh, desire to eat from the Eitz Adas. Same day he violated the prohibition of eating from the Eitz Adas, and the same day he was judged by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu told him, according to the Medrash, that just like I judged you today, so too in all the future generations, I will judge your descendants. All of mankind will be judged. Rosh Hashanah is not only for the B'nai Yisod, for the Ummah Salam as well. And uh, the Mabit writes in the Sefer, Beis HaLakim, Mabit was together with Rabbi Karo and the Beznet Tzvat. They probably agreed on 98% of all the issues, but the 2% that they had Machlekes and on went down in history, all the famous disputes that they had, but they were together on the best and they functioned together. So I guess 98% of all the issues, they did agree. So the Mabit writes that the, what we say in the Novi Yishadir Shashem Behimotso, we should try to search out a Kodesh Bocha, that's easy in the year when he makes himself more easily available. And the Gemara has a tradition that's a reference to Asuras Yimei Tshuva. So that applies to the Yom as well. The Yom have the ability to do Tshuva. That's what it says in Mapta Yoyna, in the Nevu of Yana Hanavi. The Ninvei, but then they all did Tshuva, so then they were not punished. So you see that the uh, Tshuva works even by Yom Masoilam. And this idea 
that there's a season in the year when in the year when Hakadosh Baruch makes himself more readily available. That's between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. That's because Rosh Hashanah is the din and Yom Kippur is the gemar din. So the Rebbeinu Shalom is kind. He makes himself more easily available to everybody, to all of mankind. What were the dinim that were what they were told Adam Rishon on Rosh Hashanah? So according to the Gemara, Adam Rishon was not permitted to eat flesh. He had to be a um, uh, vegetarian. So the din of Abraham uh, Achai wasn't given to left of the Mabul, it was given to Noach. So the Marishim was given from the Sheva Mitzvah of Noach, he was given the six that applied to him. Those were binding the Doris. And the one Hirashah, that's how the Ramban understands the Medrash, he was given Hirashah not to eat from the Eitz Adas, it was Erev Shabbos. And the Medrash assumes that the Ramban in terms of Medrash, if he would have waited till El Shabbos, it would have been Muta for him. To eat the nets and that's he didn't have self-control. He didn't have the patience to wait till Lil Shabbos, just a few hours. And that's the medrash that says, Me gala Marishan, the Ramban in the beginning of Chulan quotes this medrash. We ought to dig out Adam Marishan from his kever from the Maras and Bela and open up his eyes, take off the offer. People are buried in offer. Take off the offer. Let him take a look at the Jewish people. A woman uh, is married and she can't be with her husband. She has to wait till she goes to mikveh. That's at least a whole week. Sometimes it's going to be two weeks. If, if she's a Zabak it's going to be Shivanaki uh, uh, in five days. And Shivanaki is going to be a whole story. And uh, if a person shechts a that's the purpose that the Ramban quotes. A person shechts a so even if he completed the whole shechita, he doesn't eat the meat right away. He First, he's baited the reyah. See if there are any sirchas and the rei, because sirchas and the rei is a meal tamotzi. That's what the Ramban explains in that medrash. There are seventy-seven or different trefas. So why do you only check the sirchas and the rei? Because that's a meal tamotzi. All the others are meal chain tamotzi. So we don't rush so much. We have um, self-control. And when a person plants a tree, he waits three years. Sometimes the, not, nothing grows in the first couple of years. But even if something does grow. He has uh, the self-control not to eat the Yorlah. We don't eat it for three years. And other Mauritian couldn't contain himself just for a few hours. If he would have waited till El Shabbos, the Ramban understands, then it would have been mutter to eat from the Eitz He was given six dinim ledoiris, six out of the Sheva Mitzvah. We call them Sheva Mitzvah, because in seventh water, Barev Menachem was only given to Noach after the Mabel. But the six dinim ledoiris were given to other Mauritian. And the din not to eat from the Eitzadas, that was a Hayrashor. It was only up until Leil Shabbos. That's why uh, Rabbi Kivegi refers you to the Minig and the Trina that uh, pregnant women used to have a practice that they would wait till after Sukkot is over and then bite off the pitam from the Esrik and offer a prayer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Why the pitam from the Esrik? Because there are four different opinions in the Medrash. What kind of a tree was the Eitzadas? So there's one medrash says that it must have been Te'ena because all the other trees didn't allow uh, Adam Rishon to take any leaves to make any begotten for himself. He sinned with Te'ena so the Te'ena they allowed him. The other opinion medrash is that it must be Chita because uh, the baby doesn't begin to develop the Sechel until he starts eating cereals. So there must be and Chita used to grow on the trees. Now it grows from the ground. Used to grow on the trees, so that's why that's called the Eitzadas. Because when little babies start eating uh, cereal grain and made into cereal, so that's when they develop chokhmah. And uh, the two more famous uh, opinions 
regarding the Eitz Hadas is one opinion is that it's an Esrog because the Pesach describes Eitz Hadas Nechmat Lemare and the Targumokles writes the Meragek Lemechazi. The word Nechman means creates Hodor. Hodor means good looking, uh, enticing. So Ragig, Esrog is a Reish Gimel Gimel, that's the Shorish, it means a desirous. Creates Hodor means a desirous. So that's one opinion that it was an Esrog. And then there's a famous opinion, the four different opinions in the Medrash, what kind of a tree was it? The other opinion was that it was a grapevine because from time immemorial, people make from the days of, uh, historically, they say from the days of Odomeritian, it's almost 6,000 years that mankind knows how to make uh, wine uh, and people get drunk when they drink wine and they do cold avarosa, they do the cold, all kinds of avarus. So it must be that uh, the Anovim, the grapevine, has brought a lot of curses to the world because people get drunk and they do Averis. So that's what Mukobalim say, we should recite Kiddush on Friday night over a cup of wine and demonstrate that we're not going to get drunk and we're going to control ourselves and we'll, and we'll uh, and Pesach and I, we drink appetizers and we control ourselves. We don't do anything crazy, we don't do anything wild. So uh, According to them, because there was one opinion in the Medrash, the Eitz Hadas was uh, grapes. And that's what they quote from the Vilna One should not eat grapes on Rosh Hashanah. Uh, because we once fell in, in the days of Vada Marisha and Nechaba, they fell in by eating grapes on Rosh Hashanah. So we don't want to fall in again. Okay, but we do say Kiddush of wine. And, uh, and according to the other Medrash, that it was the Esrog, so the woman who is pregnant says to the Rabbi Shalom and the Trina, the Rabbi Kvegran Shulchan refers you to this fila where it's printed. So the woman says, look, Rabbi Shalom, Chava was punished by to tell the Banim she'll have pain when she'll be pregnant, when she'll have labor. I don't deserve to be punished. That I controlled myself, I had self-control. The Esra was hooked to the mitzvah, so I didn't bite off the pit until left the young. It was all over. I don't deserve to be punished uh, because of the chet of Chava uh, with the Eitzadas. That's the tefillah that Rebbe Kivegi refers you to. That was in uh, Yiddish folklore. That was a common uh, practice that the pregnant woman would bite off the pit of the Yesrig on after Yontif was over to demonstrate that they controlled themselves the whole time. That it was also, they wouldn't have sinned. So the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave by Tzav HaShem HaKim HaLohan, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave Odomerishan six out of the Shev and Mitzvah's Benenayach, I think that's what the Medrash refers to as Ori. Because we have a Pesach in Baruch HaNapshi, Tosh Yisrael Shechlihi Yilayla, Vaisir Mas Kalchai Sayuar. HaKadosh Baruch Hu makes it dark, and, it's, and we can't see anything, and all the animals from the jungle start roaming around. So what is that referring to? So the Gemara in Bab and the Pays, Interprets that the pasuk is a reference to Eilam Azeh Shadaim Alalayla. Paisam Eilam Azeh Daim Alalayla. So the Mishnah says that in the nighttime, because it's dark, people make two types of mistakes. Sometimes they make a mistake with Malyusa. Sometimes Ligriusa. They'll see a person and they'll think that it's a lamppost. Ligriusa. They'll see a lamppost and they think Malyusa that it's a person. In Eilam Azeh, people make a lot of mistakes. We're not sure whether we're not sure about a lot of things. Is it a mitzvah or is it an abeira? Uh, to talk Lashnar against this person. The one who's telling Lashnar thinks that it's the biggest mitzvah in the world. They've been mefarsim the sins of this person. And other people think there's the biggest abeira. Lashnar is an abeira. What, how should we observe uh, Yom Ma'ut? Some people say uh, kinnis. 
It's not people are saying halal with or without a bracha, whatever. It's a question, is it the most wonderful experience uh, in centuries that hakamas hamdina, or is it a, a great tragedy? So a lot of things in this world that are mamish, that it's dark, it's hard to tell whether things are mitzvah or vira. So the only way that we get any illumination is, like we say in the davening, any psukim and tanach refer to limanator as aura. It's an illumination in the darkness of cheshka selam azeh shadoy malalayla. We don't know whether things are mitzvahs or adiris. So then, when we learn tiras, so we we get that illumination. That's uh, the medrash discusses uh, the counter the yakad shemani discusses an apparent contradiction between the two psukim in tarach. And one pasuk says, It says that liminator is like a nair, like a candle. And the other pasuk says, When you perform a mitzvah, that gives you a little illumination, like a candle. But when you learn Torah, it gives you a lot of illumination. Liminator gives you much more illumination than a candle. It's like a big torch. What's the difference between a candle and a torch? The torch, number one, is going to last longer, and number two, it gives much more illumination. So the Pasuk, the one Pasuk describes the illumination that one gains by performing mitzvahs is a smaller amount, not that uh, lasting. It lasts for a short period of time. Calls on the person who's doing the mitzvah, he gets a little illumination. The Torah, or when you learn Torah, it's like a torch. The other Pasuk says, is like a candle. So the Medrash poses this kasha. So the Medrash answers the Yaakov Shemani and these two Pesukim answers. When a person comes into the base Medrash the first day, he can't tell you the Jewish position on disarmament and birth control and, and uh, the election, whom to vote for in the election. A person, when a person first starts to learn, it's only like a candle. But he learns a little bit and some of the gates of Chachma open up. Then he learns a little bit more and more gates of Chochmach and Iftochim. Al Shekol Hashorim Iftochim. After learning Allah, then it's going to be a Neil Ragli Devarecha. Liman Torah starts off as a candle, but Orlan Sivasi. Then in the end, it'll turn out to be an Or. There'll be a tremendous Or, like from a torch. <coughs> so I think that's what it means. That Hashem Ori Rosh Hashanah, or the Marishim, was created on Rosh Hashanah. And Hashem gave him illumination the very first day, the day that he was created, brought into the world. He wanted to give him her to give him that illumination. So he guided him by giving him the six out of the Shevim Mitzvah and the Hirashor not to eat from the Eitz Adas until Leil Shabbos. Yeah, the Marishan was Mikabal al Malchus Shamayim, and Rosh Hashanah, the Gemara learns out from Psukim, and according to Rashi, this seems to be a real din in Torah. The Rabbana Chomish thinks that the whole idea of Malchus Chana Shafis, Fitfila, is only an Asmachtim in the Rabbana, and he quotes a Gemara that seems to say like that. But Rashi seems to hold otherwise. Rashi, the Sefer Yom Trua, together with the Kaptis Tamarim, and the so the the Sefer Yom Trua Masechus Rosh Hashanah is printed together with the Kapus Tamarim on Sukkah and the Sefer Yom Kippurim on Yuma and the last Perak Yuma. So in the Yom Trua he defends Rashi. The Gemara says Beferish uh, that if a person lives in a little village where there's no Shoif and there's no Machzer, and if he stays in his village for Rosh Hashanah, he will need to have Tkiyah Shoifah. Nobody have the Musaf properly. 
prepared with Malchus Hanshav, nobody knows it by heart. And he can't afford to go to a big city where they have both a Shafer and a Machzer, and he'll gain both. So he can either go to one city, one little village or the other, one village to have a Shafer, and one village to have a Machzer, so the same Malchus Hanshav. So which of the two should he go to? So the Bresha says he should go to the city where they have a Shafer. So the Gemara asks, Chita, that's uh, obvious. Shafer is a din they rise. Malchus Hanshav is only a din the Rabban. So the Gemara says, no, the Shulchan quotes the Gemara's answer. No, what the Brisa means to say is the following fantastic Kiddush. In one community, I know there's going to be a Machsa and there will not be a Shafer. So I know for sure we'll have Malchus and a Shafer. So in the other community, there is no Machsa and there may or may not be a Shafer. So the may or may not be a Shafer and may be left and may be left with nothing. Neither, neither the Shafer nor the Machsa. Nonetheless, that's what the Brai says, Talia Chidush. The Sophic Deraisa, the possibility of maybe getting a Shafer, is more important than the Vadai Malchus when a Shafer is where there's no Shafer. So, Enachinami, Enachinami, the Gemara says, if you're in a village where there's no Shafer, and you're just going to say the Machsah Malchus when a Shafer, that the Gemara says is only mid the Rabbanan. But the Seif Yom Trua says, so then she gives the quote this. But in the Seif Yom Trua, Ibn Khabib interprets in Rashi that Rashi holds, but when the Malchus Chayn Shafiz comes in conjunction with the Tkir Shafer, then it is a Din Deraisa. It's an idea Deraisa learned that from Sukim, according to Rashi. After below Tkir Shafer, I'll say the Habrachis after Malchus Chayn Shafiz. What is Malchus all about? So there are two parts to Malchus. The first part is that our religion, our religion, it is not a democracy where everybody's entitled to an opinion. Our religion, there's a Melech Oilam, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he gives mitzvahs and we have to observe the mitzvahs whether we understand them or not. And that's why we lay in, that's why we lay in the Maisa of the Akedah on Rosh Hashanah. Absolute, Mavram Avina absolutely did not understand why he was told. Originally he was told, don't, don't worry about Yishmael. He's not going to carry on your uh, mission in life, your uh, your uh, idea of proselytizing Abraham Megayeris Anoshim, Sorim Megayeris Anoshim. Abraham Avinu is spreading the message of the, the belief in monotheism, and Yitzchak is going to be the one to carry the Rabbah. Then, after that prophecy, Yitzchak in Korlochazer, means the one who carries over the, the seed. When you plant the seed from an, an apple, an apple tree is going to grow. When you plant the seed from an orange, an orange tree is going to grow. So Zera means Zera Koshen, not Zera Koshen. That's the basis in Yavama says, the difference between Bain and Zera. Bain is a biological son. It doesn't necessarily apply to B'nai Bonin. But the word Zera applies even to B'nai Bonin, but only applies to Zera Koshen, not to Zera Koshen. Zera means it carries on the seed, carries on the same tradition. It was always an apple tree in the next generation. It's also going to be an apple tree. It was always an orange tree from Dury Duris till uh, Mysa Beratius. It's going to, the, the seed from the orange is going to plant, I uh, plant it in the ground. It'll grow an orange tree. So the Yitzchak, Karlach Hazar means that Yitzchak is going to carry over the traditions of monotheism and preaching monotheism to the world of Abraham Avinu. Then HaKadosh Bochot tells him, Kachnes Minchas Yachitchas Yitzchak, and Haleu Shamli Eilos is totally contradicts what he was told earlier. But Abraham Avinu was crystal clear to him that Akash wants him to be Magdish's son, which he did. He was Magdish. And then once you have a garment, you have to be Makrevit. So he 
he was prepared to do the Akedah, even though it absolutely didn't make any sense whatsoever. And then in the middle of the Akedah, the Malach appears and he says, so this contradicts the second Siva Yavashem Avramavino follows all the instructions. After he does what he's obligated to do, then he asks HaKadosh Baruch but what in the world was this all about? It doesn't make any sense. Everything contradicts everything else. But he didn't ask the Kashis in advance. That's what it means, Malchis. Means you do what Baruch instructed you, even though it absolutely doesn't make any sense whatsoever. There was uh, quite a few years ago, there was a fellow who considered himself an Orthodox rabbi. He has smicha from Yeshiva University from my time. And he published an essay in the newspapers that Abraham Avina failed the test of the Akedah. That the right thing to do was not to listen to Akadish Baruch, and, uh, and he should have realized it, not let a murder a person. This is blasphemy. This is ridiculous. The Chazal say that uh, it's in the schools of the Akedah that, uh, that, that we have as Chusim today. He didn't fail the test of the Akedah. There were Asar in the Sionist and Stas Aramavino. And the, and the highest Nisayan, the greatest Nisayan was the Akedah. And that's what we read on Rosh Hashanah, that we should be Mechabal HaMalchusham. I'm just like Adam Arishan. The day he was brought into the world, HaKadosh Baruch appeared to him. So too, throughout all the generations, we should be Mekabal Malchusay on Rosh Hashanah. So that's the one theme of Malchus, to be Mekabal Malchusayim, to do the mitzvahs, even though they don't make sense to us. If you're not sure what the mitzvah means, that's a different thing. So you've got to ask the Tamachachim and find out what it means. But after you know what it means and you have kashas, it does make sense to you, you have to do the mitzvah. Whatever you have to do, you have to do. That's the categorical imperative. Whatever Akadosh Baruch says, that is the din. That's what you have to do. We have a minhag, not everybody has, most have the minhag that before we start blowing shofar, we recite several psukim. So one of the psukim is, So the Me'iri interprets in that Pasuk, the word ki in Tanakh has different meanings. So sometimes the word ki means because, and sometimes the word ki means the opposite. Despite the fact that Kiyaki Sheerifu, despite the fact that Bene Solaram Sheerif, nonetheless, Akarish Bokh should be Mashushinasa Bainu. The above Psukim also like that and Khumish and Navi that key means despite the fact. So the Miri interprets I have a Miriam Mishlay, but he comments on this Pasik in Tehilim. Dobramela based Akarish Bokh Tuf Tamidasam Dani Ki, please explain to me what the mitzvahs are all about, despite the fact I'm gonna do the mitzvahs anyway. Despite the fact that I'm going to do the mitzvahs anyway, but still I'm doing the mitzvah. Please explain to me what it's all about. And this theme, Rav Salavetchik pointed out, this thing we find in the Haftarah Parshas Bahar, that Yirmiyah Navi was uh, lived right before the Churban Bais Rishon, and uh, the Babylonian armies were about to conquer all of Eretz Yisrael. And Akadosh Baruch tells. Um, is going to come to him from the city Anasos, and he's in need of money, so he'll want to sell his farm, so you should buy the farm. So it absolutely didn't make any sense whatsoever. The real estate is worthless now because the Babylonians are about to conquer the whole country and send all the Jews into Gullah. So why, 
why is Akarish Bokha telling him Anabi to buy the farm? He tells him to buy the farm and write two stories. Lo die, he should buy the farm, pay the full amount, write two stories of Sefer Agoli, Sefer Chosim, and put it in the Satan Mechelichas, Eleman Yam, the Yam Ram, should last for a long time. This is such a good real estate investment. So Yirmi Anabi doesn't ask any questions. He does what Akarish Bokha instructs him, even though it absolutely makes no sense whatsoever. And after fulfilling the Tziva Yashem, then he says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you created the whole wide world, everything. You know everything. Why in the world did I do this? Why did you tell me to buy the field? And then HaKadosh Baruch Hu explains it to him. This is a similar Barakha, this is similar to all the Jewish people, that the Golas Bavel is only going to be a short, a short period of time, 70 years, and after the 70 years will be up. All the Jews will be able to return back to Eretz Israel. So put away the stories to say from God and say from Chasanaman Yam the Yam and Right now, Taka doesn't make any sense. But you're purchasing the field will give encouragement to the Bnei Yisrael. They'll realize that it's only a temporary Golis. It's not a, a, a Golis that we don't know how long it's going to take. Like the Golis Shnir, the second Golis is almost two thousand years long. So that's what that's the first Indian of Malchus. Malchus now Karzbokh is the Melech. It's not a democracy, we're not entitled to an opinion. Whatever Karzbokh tells us to do, absolute khiv, categorical imperative. We have to absolutely do what Karzbokh instructs us. To say that Avram Avinu failed the test, that's like the Arabs say, who won the war in nineteen forty eight? So everybody knows that the Jews won the war. So the Arabs in their history books write that the Arabs won the war. That's a total distortion of, of history. So here also to say that Abraham Avinu failed the test of Nakeda, he passed the test of flying colors. The test was to see will he do the Ratzan Hashem even though it absolutely makes no sense whatsoever. And it seems to have contradicted the other Tzivui, the Tzivui that he was told earlier, but it was crystal clear to him that that's which he did exactly then there's another aspect to Malchias the Gemara has a tradition is not going to make a miracle for no good purpose whatsoever only makes a miracle only when it's really necessary uh, the Rama writes that when the Hashemunoyim were victorious in battle uh, it took four days to travel to the place but they were to the olive press to squeeze out the olive oil and then four days to travel back. So that's why the miracle occurred that the Pach Hashem had burned for eight days because that's how long they needed it. If they could have gotten olive oil tohar, Hashem and Zayis tohar in six days, the miracle would not have happened. It wouldn't have burned for eight days. It would have burned for six days. Or if it would have needed it longer, it would have been longer. That's how, that's how long they needed the nest. So that's why that's what the Ramam writes in Hilchas Chanukah, because it was necessary. That's why the Rabban Shalom made it. So he, HaKadosh Baruch made a miracle. He created the world Yesh Me'ayin. That's a miracle. We can't even understand what it means. Originally, nothing existed. There was no time. There was, there was no space. There was no matter. And HaKadosh Baruch <coughs> created Yesh Me'ayin, the whole world. And what was the purpose of that creation? We look around in the world now. <coughs> Everything is destroyed. So what did Rabbi Shalom accomplish by creating the world? So the answer is, HaKadosh Baruch doesn't do a Nesla Batola. The day will come that Moshiach will come and the Takhla Sabriya will be fulfilled. We say, <coughs> the Gemara says, we pass from Allah that we say 10 Pesukim for Malchias and 10 for Zichronis and 10 for Shafers. 
So the ten psukim from Malchus, first we say three psukim from Chumash, three psukim from Ksuvim, three psukim from Nerim, and then we conclude with the tenth psukim from Chumash. So the Gemara points out there are only three psukim in the whole Chumash, where Kodesh Baruch is referred to as a Melch. So what are you going to use as the tenth psukim? But it has to be from Chumash. Even though it doesn't say Melech, it doesn't say Kodesh Baruch in the Melch, but that's what it means. Why does it mean that? So Rashi explains, according to Rashi Pshad, we understand. Rashi on the post says, Shema Yisrael Hashem, Shehu Elokeinu, right now, only the Jewish people subscribe to the fact that uh, the invisible God in heaven above is, is the one who controls the whole world. The day will come that Hashem Echot. Right now, only the Jewish people accept Him, Elokeinu, Hashem Hu Achshav Elokeinu, Elokeinu, it'll be Hashem Echot. This idea is based on, as we explained, depends on Kodesh Baruch is not going to make a miracle, a miracle for for no good purpose. So HaKadosh Baruch made the miracle of B'yashamayim Ba'aretz. It looks like everything is L'Vatola. The whole, the, everybody's killing everybody else and uh, nothing has been accomplished by creating the world. So that's why we believe that Nevi'im told us that there will be a Tkufa after Moshiach comes and all the Minkai will recognize HaKadosh Baruch So that's the main, that's the main theme of Malchus. The, the two parts of the theme of Malchus we have a couple of Malchusai. We accept upon ourselves to observe the Tzivuyim of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even if they don't make any sense to us. And we pray to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Tuv Tamadas Lamdeni Kid Mitzvah Despite the fact that I believe in the Mitzvahs, I'm going to do them anyway, but please explain to me, give me a Tam. Tuv Tam, give me a flavor in the Mitzvahs, I should understand it. And also, uh, we believe that the day will come that uh, all of mankind will recognize the Malchus of HaKadosh Baruch That's Aleinu L'Shabdeach. And uh, all of mankind will recognize the Malchus of HaKadosh Baruch doesn't mean that the law will have to convert to become Jewish. That's not necessary. On Pesach night also, we sing at the end of the Seyed, the day will come, then all of mankind will recognize HaKadosh Baruch Why do we sing the Shema Shalchai on Pesach night? Because on the occasion of Itzias Mitzrayim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, revealed himself right before Itzias HaKadosh Baruch Hu revealed himself to Moshe Rabbeinu, and he told them, E'eke asher e'eke. So Rashi quotes from the Tanoim, what does it mean? I will be with the Jewish people to pull them through this Golos in Mitzrayim, and I will be with them in the future, to pull them through the longer Golos, at which, at the end of the long goal, this will be the coming of Mashiach. Moshe Abena says, We have to, I have to tell the Nebuah to Bnei Yisrael, going to be a longer goal. This goal was 210 years in Mitzrayim, Vavodim, Inoisam. I should tell him that HaKadosh Baruch is going to be with you, through, pull you through this goal. Then it's going to be a longer goal. He's going to die in the Torah, Okay, don't tell him that. Don't tell him about the Lohasi Lohasi but it was right before it has been trying that this idea of B'yas HaMashiach was in his gala, this Iker and Amun, was in his gala to Moshe Rabbeinu. So that's why on Pesach night, we celebrate the Gula from Mitzrayim, and we're also celebrating an anticipation of Nishmas Kalachat Tevorach HaShimcha, that the day will come that there'll be a, a taklis to the whole B'yas HaMashiach, and it makes sense why HaKadosh Baruch created the whole world. Yes, we say Malchia, Zechrenus, and Shefus. What is Zechrenus all about? Zechrenus means HaKadosh Baruch Hu is aware of everything that's happening and he rewards the Tzadikim and he punishes the Rishayim. And why is this Chavi Yonish? So the Ramam explains in Ilchas Truva 
because we believe in Bechir If there wouldn't be any Bechir it wouldn't make sense if uh, most of the psychologists today don't believe in Bechir So most of them believe that when every baby is born, his mind is like programmed, like a, like a, a system, that uh, when it'll be time for him to get married, he'll marry this kind of a girl, to do this kind of a work and live in this kind of a community. His mind is programmed. All the decisions are already made in advance. So we don't believe that. The Ramam emphasizes that the Egyptian believe like that. We believe that there is Chira Chavshis. There wouldn't be any Chira Chavshis. So there's no room for Kima Mitzvahs. There's no Sarbiyanish. People don't deserve the reward for doing Mitzvahs. They don't deserve to be punished for doing Averis if there's no Chira Chavshis. So this is all part of Zechreinus. Because Baruch knows everything that's happening. Even if we do things he knows everything that we're doing and we will be held responsible for everything we do. We will be rewarded for the mitzvahs and punished for the averis because there is, absolutely is, and the Zefer, Beis Alakim, by the Mabit that we mentioned earlier, the Zefer, Beis Alakim, the Mabit interprets, that's what it means, B'Tzalem Alakim. Hashem created man B'Tzalem Alakim just like there was nothing pressuring HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There was nothing forcing HaKadosh Baruch Hu to create the world. He created the world purely out of his free will, Ritzana HaTov, so too there's nothing pressuring man to make a decision. There's nothing pressuring man to do mitzvahs and to do averis. This is pure Bechir just like HaKadosh Baruch created the world purely out of his ruts, and so too everybody has Bechir And Shoifers is a very important Iker and Amunah. Shoifers in Tanakh it appears in connection with Maimon HaSinai. means there was Kir Shoifer to indicate that it was a Gilu Shechina and that uh, when the Siluk Shechina, when Maimon HaSinai ended, so there's, uh, when, when we heard the blast of the Shoifer, him Bahar, then the Shechina left HaSinai and then the Gdusha left and everyone was permitted to go on top of HaSinai. So the, and Lossi Lovett says, uh, there will be a Shoifer Gorli Toka, there will be a Shoifer Shal Moshiach. So the Shoifers in Tanakh, very often, uh, it appears in connection with Gilu Shechina. And Gilu Shechina means that it is possible, we, one of the 13 principles of faith of the Ramam is that we believe uh, that there is such a thing as Nevuah, that HaKadosh Baruch can communicate with man. He has communicated in the past and he will communicate in the future. There is such a thing as Nevuah. Some Goyish philosophers, unfortunately, some Jewish thinkers also thought that that's impossible. How can the infinite God have communication with the finite man? How is it possible for there be, to be any communication whatsoever between HaKadosh Baruch and human beings? Akasha HaMaisa, but we know that it happened. There was such a thing as Nevoas. Apparently it can be. And included in the Iker of Muna, of Salvation Kicks Mind, is the Iker of Tfila. The Raman didn't list it as a separate Iker, a 14th Iker of Muna. But if there's communication in one direction, because can give nevuah to human beings, then the human beings can communicate with Akadosh by offering a tefillah. Akadosh listens to all of the tefillahs. We all believe in Yichud Hashem, but we don't really. Yichud Hashem means more than monotheism. Yichud Hashem, Hashem Echad, we believe that there's one God. But Yichud Hashem means more than that. That. Lord of Ad, 
When we need something accomplished, the Gemara says, in the end of the need, the Gemara says, what should a person do to be blessed with children? So the Gemara says, A, B, C, and then offer a tefillah. What should a person do in order to be uh, and parnasa? Gemara says, do A, B, C, and then offer a tefillah. We always have to offer a tefillah. We have, to play, we have a chiv to do hishtadlus, but we shouldn't think that it's because of our hishtadlus that things were accomplished. We should place more emphasis on the tefillah. Usually people place so much emphasis on the hishtadlus. They talk to this one, they talk to the other one, they think that if they'll set it up, contacts, you have a contact, everything goes with, with contacts. You have to contact all the people involved, but then you have to really believe that HaKadosh Baruch is in full control of everything in the world. He can suspend people's chirachavshas and make them make decisions in the direction that he wants. So this is really what we call Yichud Hashem, that we should place more emphasis on tefillah. We just recite the tefillah as is printed in the Siddur, and it doesn't really correspond to reality. Every day something else is happening. Here a grandchild is sick, here a child needs a shidduch, someone needs a job. So you have to add that on to the tefillah. You have to have tachnun emachat tefillah. the Mishnah says, So the Gemara has two pshat and what it means. So the one pshat is, if you just say the text of the tefillah, that the text that was composed by Nanshek Nesagdol was so long ago. That's not tachnunim. You have to add on. The text of Nanshek Nesagdol takes care of all the general topics, but you have to add on every day, whatever is relevant that day. There's a famous Machlik, the Rambam and the Ramban, whether the obligation to daven once a day, every day is their Isa, their Abonan. So the Rambam's opinion is the obligation to daven every day is their Isa once a day. When the Gemara says it's Midirabana, it means that the fact that you daven three times a day, the fact that you have a specific Nusach HaTfilah, that's Midirabana. But in principle, you have to daven once a day, every day. And the Ramban disagrees, says, no, Tfilah is only their Isa when it's a major Shas Tzor, when there's an epidemic, or when there's a war going on, or there's a flood, a famine, there's no rain, something like that. A major, a major Ace uh, Now we do have a major Ace The whole world is suffering from this pandemic. So we have, even according to the Ramam, there are most agrees when there's an obvious Eistara. Of course you have to daven, even if it's only Tzorah Sayachid. We have an institution of Tfilah Sadera. Why would the Chachamim Misakin, in addition to all the three Shman Esri, Shachas, Mincha, and that we daven every day, why would they Misakin another Tfilah Sadera? The answer is because the Gemara says, Kol Adroch Mechelkes Takonim. So that's a Tfilah B'Yeistara. So whenever we have an Eistara, there's a Chiyav Tfilah, there's a Chiyav Za'oka, Za'oka, Uzkaita Machatzoitzes, Kisata Mochama B'Yatzchem, Ha'atzaros Ha'reschem. When there's a big Eistara to the Tzibur, then you have to offer a special Tfilahs. We should really have all of this in mind when we blow Shoifer on Rosh Hashanah. We don't shake a lulav in the middle of the Shman Esrei. We shake a lulav in the middle of the halal because the shaking of the lulav blends in with the halal. Because it's based on the idea in the post, it goes around in the kolat, say you are. When Mashiach will come, all the trees and the forest will be dancing and, and bowing down to HaKadosh Baruch So the shaking of the lulav blends in with the halal. It enhances the halal. If you shake a lulav in the middle of Shmanes, even though you don't talk, that's a hefsek. If you make a mitzvah in the middle of Shmanes, that's a hefsek.
So why do we blow shofar in the middle of the Shema and Asa? The answer is because that enhances the tefillah. That's what Rabbi Soloveitchik explained. The Gemara comments on the Pasuk. Yom tru yelachan metargimin on the Gemara quotes of Dagamonglis yom yabavo. What does yabavo mean? So the Gemara quotes the Pasuk by Amesis, Ravati Abed. She stood by the window and she was sopping because she was concerned. Where is her son, Sisra? Tzartzua Melech Haram was missing. At the end of the story was that he was killed. Yoel Eshes Chebra Keni killed him. But the mother didn't realize that, so she was crying. So the, we have to blow Shefa on Rosh Hashanah. It's a form, the, the way we blow Shefa is supposed to sound like crying sounds. So the Gemara says that in the days of the Tanaim, there were some Achleikas, or there were three different uh, versions. Uh, some hold, all three are acceptable, others hold, no, it's a Achleikas. Which one is acceptable? The three different ways to cry. One way you cry, it sounds like uh, Trua. One way you cry sounds like Shvarim, and one way to cry sounds like Shvarim Trua. So we do all the three different styles of crying. Why do we have to cry in the middle of the Shmanesi? So Rabbi Salechi pointed out the Gemara says in Perakazov, Yam Shechar Beis Amigdash, Ninalushari Tila, because the Beis Amigdash is not only the Makam, Akrobas Akabban, the Beis Amigdash is the Kibese Beis Tila Yikare. When Shalom Amela completed the building of the Ba'is region, he offered a beautiful tefillah. He doesn't say a word about bringing the Karbonus. He says everyone should come, the Jews and the non-Jews, should come to the Beis Hamikdash, the Beis Hashem, to offer tefillahs. When there'll be an Eitzor, when there'll be a Tamer, when there'll be a Mechome, when a person will be another person, so the people should come to the Beis Hamikdash and pray, and HaKadosh Baruch will accept the... All of the tefillahs. So the, the Beis Hamikdash is the official location. That's why wherever we are in the world, we're supposed to face the Beis Hamikdash when we daven. If you're in Chutzlot, you face Eretz If you're davening in Eretz you face Yerushalayim. If you're in Yerushalayim, you face the Makam Hamikdash. In the Beis Hamikdash, you face the Makam Kodesh Al Kadoshim. So, so the Gemara says, "V'yam shochay Beis Hamikdash nin alushari tefillah." That's the pasuk in. Echa that we say on on Leil Tishabav, Kam Kiesek Vashadeya saw some Tvilosi. The Tvilos are not accepted Bisman Azer to the same extent that they used to be accepted Bisman Shabbos Migdush Ayikaim, because Beis Hamigdush is basically based Tvili Yikare. So the Gemara says, however, what if the person is so moved by his uh, Tvilos that he's brought to tears? Oh, that elevates the level of the Tvilos. Tvilos Yeshima Demois. That's a higher level of tefillahs. And then even those tefillahs go straight to heaven. You don't need, you don't need the Beis HaMikdash for those tefillahs. So that's what the Gemara says, that blowing shofar in the middle of the Shemana elevates the level of the tefillah, makes it into tefillah sheishim ademois, because the Yom Teruah means Yom Yabavam. The Targumin on Yom Yabavam means to cry. So when we elevate the level of the davening on Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, we daven from Malchus. So we elevate the level of the tefillahs to the level of the tefillahs by blowing the shayf in the middle. So Rebbechik used to point that. The others have pointed out also that in in Europe before the war, the practice was during Chodesh that they blew shofar after the davening was all over. Not like today. They, they point out that it's a mistake today that they blow shofar before we say the davening Hashem Mori. 
It's not supposed to be part of the davening on Rosh Hashanah. is part of the Shemana Esrei. It's not considered a hefsek. It, it, it elevates the level of the tefillah. The elevates the level of the tefillah. It's considered a tefillah. Sheshima demais. But during Chodesh Elul, the blowing of the Sheikh is just uh, like a hachraza, that Rosh Hashanah is coming, so we should all prepare. We should look through the machzer and prepare ourselves. Gemara says, Shloshim Yom Kodem Achag Shalom Adoshim Hilchaz Achag. And the Gemara says it applies to any, it doesn't only apply to Achag. Gemara says it applies to machzer Sashekel. The new Truma Chadosha, the Karbonis, Tziba had to be paid for with machzer Shekel money. And the fiscal year in the Beis Amigdus begins with Rosh Chodesh Nisim. So starting from Ashkadosh Nisan, we're supposed to purchase the new Karbanas Sibur, the Tamidim and Musafim, for the new Machtal Shekhamani. So the Gemara says, but even if you buy it from the old Machtal Shekhamani, it will also be kosher. But Lachachila, the Mitzvah Bishamus is to buy every year from the new Machtal Shekhamani. So that's what the Gemara says. A month before Echad Benison, we make a Hachraza. Everyone should. Try to figure out how are they going to fulfill the mitzvah, machtash on the same thing. A month before Rosh Hashanah, you have to start thinking, figure out where are you going to hear Tkiyah Shefer, where are you going to hear Malchus Rosh A month before Sukkot, you have to figure out where you're going to have a Sukkot. You're going to have it in the backyard, in the shul. You're going to go to your parents, to your children, to your cousins. You have to, you have to plan ahead. Whenever there's a, if there's a mitzvah that comes every day, so the way I fulfill the mitzvah today, I fulfill the mitzvah tomorrow. I'll say, Kriya Shema, Tzitzis, Tzillin, I do the mitzvah every day. But if it's a mitzvah that only comes once in a long while, then you have to prepare a month in advance to make sure that you do the mitzvah properly. We have to look through the machzer for Rosh Hashanah and for Yom Kippur, now 30 days before Rosh Hashanah, 30 days before Yom Kippur, and before Sukkot, in order to know what we're talking about, especially to say, Avoid on Yom Kippur. And for Rosh Hashanah to know what are, what are we saying in the Malchus of Chayne Shoifers? Because Bochur should bless us all with Exiba Machsim Atoiva to cover the new year. It should be Tich Lashana Bikila Lasel, Tochel Shana Bichasel. We should be able to go back to normal things. Because Bochur obviously is angry at the world. He's punishing uh, all of mankind with this uh, pandemic. We have to try to get uh, the Tzibur. Each of us has to try to do Tzibur. Have to get the tzibur to do a tshuva satzibur. Should all be blessed by Hashemayim. He can go to Yom Kippur when he starts saying vidi. He says An Hashem chatosi advisei pashaiti. An Hashem kapanala chatoi. So we Anna means please. So we understand the second Anna Hashem kapana, please forgive my sins. You're asking Hakadosh Baruch to do you a favor. But in the first sentence he said An Hashem chatosi advisei. Why do you say please? You're not asking for anything. You're making a statement that I did another error. Rav Salvechik said over, he used to say over that the Darshanim in Europe used to say, we ask HaKadosh Baruch please give me the Koyach to admit that I made a mistake. Most people find it very difficult to admit that they did something wrong. Everybody tells over a story, whenever they tell over the story, you were there when the same thing happened. You saw it, you have a different perspective. Everybody's always the hero of the, or their version of the story. No one ever can realize that they did something wrong. So that's why the Kangoda would say, Oh Hashem, please give me the uh, give me the uh, ability to admit that I did an Avera. Akara is the first step in doing Shubat. If you if you don't have Akara's head, it's not to do Shubat. 
we should all realize that we all sin, and uh, we have to learn more Torah. If we learn Torah, the way to do tshuva is by learning more Torah, so you'll have more hakaras hachet. Now we should walk around with a guilty conscience, but we should know what's right and what's wrong. Once you know what's right and what's wrong, so we'll do the decent thing. We're, we're honest people, um, and we'll observe all the mitzvahs. HaKadosh Baruch Hu should bless us all with Aksiv Achsim for the new year.